Matt LaPan, joined once again by one of our great technical sport representatives, Ken Gott. Ken, welcome back to Tech Talk. Thanks, Matt. Good to be here. Great to have you on. And today, Ken is going to be talking about something that everyone out there is going to deal with a lot, especially with a lot of installations coming up in the near future here, and that is FlexDuct. Ken is going to go over some of the do's and don'ts when it comes to working with FlexDuct. Ken, you've dealt with this throughout your entire career people installing flex duct and some people doing it the right way, some people doing it the wrong way. So what are some of the do's and don'ts that you have? Well, I guess I can go by some of the past experiences I've had. I mean, flex duct can be your best friend. It can also be your enemy as well. As we know, flex duct comes in a variety of, of flavors, different R values, more insulation, less insulation. Flex duct can definitely help you out in some strange configurations or elbows or type of situations that prevent vibration. Usually, it's good to keep in mind, keep your flex duct length six feet or less. This can also be determined by your local inspector. Some towns have restrictions. And some inspectors may only want two feet of flex pipe. Some might say, you know, four feet's fine. So a lot of times it's good to check with your local inspector so you don't get dinged on it on your inspections. But one of the main things with flex duct we all know is because it is flexible, it, it, it's, it's ribbed inside and it's restrictive. You can lose as much as 20% of your CFM um, with flex duct. So you want to make sure you keep them as short as possible and sized accordingly to what you need for airflow. Bends especially, uh, if you make an elbow out of it, you can lose 40 to 60% of your airflow. Very important, make sure that uh, you don't have any kinks or anything that crushes the, the flex duct. And also when you're connecting it to your hard pipe, make sure you use the tie wrap gun to make sure you get a nice tight seal. One thing to be wary of also is on an AC only installation in an attic. In the winter months when the AC isn't running, if you don't close your supply and return ducts and the, that hot air from your heating system goes up and then you can get condensation in your flex duct and you can actually have water coming down through your, your vents from moisture building up. So it's very important to be wary of that because up in your attic, it, it's cold. It's it's probably freezing up there. And then you get your hot air coming up from your space and it'll condense and create moisture. So that's one thing to be very careful of as well. Flex duct can also affect the performance of your air conditioning or heating system. If you don't get enough airflow, I've had heat pump systems operating in the wintertime where we couldn't maintain the correct head pressure and units were going out on high head because of the restricted airflow. You've got to remember your indoor air handling unit is now your condensing unit. And if you don't get enough airflow through that, you'll go out on high head pressure. I've had some installations where we actually had to go in and remove refrigerant to keep the system running in the wintertime so the people had heat. So it's very important to use flex duct in the proper installations and uh, Make sure you keep it to a minimum as much as you possibly can. And as always, make sure you're checking all this stuff before you do your installations. The last thing we want is for anyone to be going out there, doing an installation with some flex duct, not having heard this or not having checked with 
whether it be, like Ken said, your local inspector or checking with the building codes or something like that, getting it done, and then realizing all these issues and having to really go back and redo everything, add costs because you're adding duct work, add time for yourself and, and the rest of your crew. Make sure you're checking all these things and make sure you're listening to this podcast and, and getting all this done ahead of time because, like Kent said, Flexa can be very necessary on some jobs and it can be your best friend to complete you know, some tricky installations, but when it's your worst enemy is when you don't prepare for it and there's something wrong with it and you have to rip it all out and start from zero. And this is all great information from Ken. As always, we want to thank him for coming on and giving out some of this great information. Remember, like Ken said, FlexDuck can be your best friend or your worst enemy, so make sure you're preparing for all your installs, listening to these do's and don'ts when you install FlexDuck. One thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. You're going to find us. Just search Taurus Tech Talk. Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And as always, catch all of our podcasts right on our website, sgtaurus.com backslash Taurus Podcast, or right on our app by clicking the podcast. I want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Tech Talk.